Let's get ready to throw down. Welcome to Sales Throwdown, everybody. We are back. We're all finishing up our weeks, and we are here to talk about how to communicate with these different people and the different personality types when we run into different things that we run into, right? Because the whole reason that we're here is to learn about ourselves, but that way we can also have better conversations with other people who are not like us. And so we thought that we would talk about some things that we all run into and how we handle that and how we would adjust it for the different people that you're going to be running into, I's versus D's versus S's versus C's. And I think Al has got a jumping off point for us about something he deals with on a regular basis. Do you have anything like that, Al? Well, it's not, not exactly jumping off, but I think it's a, for me, it's a pretty straight equation. Whenever you're, I got my little diagram here, nothing fancy, you know, I put the four quadrants up and then I think about what should my verbiage contain whenever I talk to a C versus a D versus an I versus an S, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the words you choose invoke a, a, a reaction from your audience, right? Or whoever you're trying to do business with or get anywhere within a sales conversation. So, you know, I'll run it out to you pretty quickly here. So if I'm talking to Clint, I'm going to ask Clint, right? Being a D, what are your thoughts? What are your suggestions? What would you do if you were me? Right? Because Clint has a very high self-esteem he wants to get in and tell you what his, his, his thought process is, you know, in, in any given equation. So go looking with hat in hand, Clint, man, I'm struggling with this, or I'm a little uncertain about this. What would you do? Right. We'll keep it there. Now, if I was going over to Nan, I would be Nanette. I need your help on something. I'm, I'm struggling with this. How can you help me in this process of getting down the road or through the door or this piece of paperwork or this PO or this contract, right? You, how will you help me or can you help me? Which opens her emotional juices to, wow, somebody's in need and I can be of assistance, right? Which is, is a fulfilling act for an S, right? Giving, Clint giving me his opinion fulfills his need in this whole conversation, right? So now if I'm talking to you, John, what I want to know is, can you help me understand this oh, process? Good. Or, you know, can, can, you, can you help me with this data? I, I'm, I'm stuck here, right? And I pose it as like a, a question of data, a question of a process, or what's my next step? I've gone this far, John you know, how do you see me getting further along in this process? Right. That's and I legit. keep, it, I keep <laughs> it that simple on all those three levels. Now with an I, it is, I need your help. You've got some special traits that I'd like using the word like, of course, to get your input on. Gotta be stroked. Yeah. That's legit. Like <laughs> that might be, that's so all we're about. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. See you next week. <laughs> no, that was awesome, man. Wrap that around everything. That's Holy something. shit. That, that was, I mean, I, because like I saw Clint smiling whenever you were talking about how you would talk to him. So 
but I feel like you hit mine like really dead on. If you show up and you're like, hey, John, do you have any thoughts on how to do this? All of them. I can't wait to, I can't wait to tell you all of them, right? But, 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 I, but here's the deal. It's, it's, it's imperative that you use choice words. For sure. Like with each one of these that really resonate with them and get their emotional juices pumping in your direction, right? Yeah. So I'd, I'd add to that just a little bit, you know, what you're saying is hundred percent correct. There's another portion of that though, is how long you drag some of those words out. Like for me, it's to the point, right? So don't tell me a story about how you like my expertise and you need my help and all this stuff, right? Because I'm, I'm already checking out like this guy's trying to sell me. But if you get to the point quick, like, Hey man, I, I'm, I'm stuck. I need your help. You know, what can you do? And, you know, give me your expertise. I, I'm all in, right? But five, two words too many, I'm out, right? And that's Agreed. just, that's my personality, right? Is there, so, so Clint, you know, when you're, when you're being pitched, you know, and you're seeing all this stuff, like, do you ever re- like think or notice that people are trying to shift towards a D state so that way they can have better conversations with you? Yeah. And, and I think it's usually when I stay quiet, cause I do that a lot, right? I just listen and, and I, I notice I do this motion a lot as I'm on the phone with people like, come on, dude, just you know, come on, get through the sales pitch. Come on. Cause like I've got things to do and you're trying to sell it and maybe I need your stuff, but dude, I don't have a half hour to listen to how, you know, you're the greatest in the world and all this good. Just tell me what you provide and get to the point. Um, but there is a point that I think when I'm silent and I'm just, you know, one word of answers. Yeah. Come on. Yep. What do you, what do you, what are you selling? I think they, they sense that and they have to shift. I force the hand, right? Because they instantly feel like the call's not going well if they only knew that's just my personality, right? So it's a shift for me to make it comfortable, but it's also, you know, I'm forcing their hand because they're not aware um, to do it themselves. So I have to force it in a conversation. And if you're aware of it, you know, because I, I do it on the phone when I'm talking to somebody and I hear those quick jabs, those one words, you know, I just get to the point like, Hey man, I've got 10 minutes. Let's get through this. If you, if you don't mind spend the 10 minutes with me, let's go. Right. Versus telling story time and getting through, which is totally doable with an I and an S right. Let's, let's have some, Hey man, I was golfing this weekend. You know, I shot three under park Can you believe it. And then we get to work like there, you can do that right with certain personalities, which is what mm-hmm. we're talking about. When, well, so, jump. Well, I was going to say, how do you know, like, like, is it just about being succinct when you're talking to a D, you know, because like you're talking about keeping it short and keeping it to the point. Um, and it, well, these are, yeah, these are very moody too, you know, so emotionally driven, very, very, and, and I don't say that as if all of us aren't a little emotionally driven, but we're, we're hot or cold very easily you know, very easily. It's I'm, I'm either pissed off at the world and you got 10 seconds to get this out or I'm done with you. Or you catch me on a really good day where I'm just, everything's going right. And we can talk for hours on the phone and we can mm-hmm. have story time. Um, but I'm at that emotional up and down, you know, I, I just end. I agree. And and that I, could be, I think yeah. D's and I's are like that. I think that's very, yeah. very typical. And I think C's and S's are just pretty much even keel across the board. Just, you know, there's not a lot of variance in their, in their emotions. And that's, yeah, a good, I, that's a good point. And, and I agree with you, Nan, like S's, you know, we always, you know, I just always think you guys are so positive, right? Most S's I've ever met always look at the brighter side of things. And D's commonly get, and, and C's, we, we kind of get looked at as the negative side a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what's funny is, is that eyes float both ways. I've noticed that I have an eye on my team, super eye could, could spend an eight hour day telling you a story and get nothing done and go home and feel satisfied. But he is a very negative outlook type of person. He's not a Debbie Downer by any means, but everything is, he's an eye that likes to tell stories and he's that kind of an eye, but he's also negative eye. So it's, it's a weird, it's a weird synopsis where most eyes that you meet are the positive side, right? Very optimistic. So so I see eyes float both ways uh, as probably as much as a D does. Um, Hmm. But it's interesting. Well, when and when you say float, I think this comes up to like volatility, right? The capacity to change pretty quickly one direction or the other because because of events or levels of frustration. But yeah, I think that if you're on the phone, you you got to pick this up pretty quickly because it's easy to disengage in a phone call, right? Like you said, sure. when people get on the phone with you, um, you know, you're trying to shut them down because you don't have anything that it's, it's sort of like you got a little distance between you and you can do that. So for the audience out there, you know, whenever you really dig into these, these personalities, dig into them both on the positive and the negative, right? You know, yeah. what's a good day for a, for, for a D what's a bad day for a D I think with a D, you know, pretty quickly, right yeah. now, yeah, it's, you know, with, it's pretty blunt. Where the other three of us may kind of be able to, you may be able to get us upscale from where we're at. With a D, it's going to be harder to move that needle. I really do think it is. And you got to let them move it themselves, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and I think but, too, like when I, even when I talk to John, you know, I can, I can always sense when he's having a downer day versus an up day, but I have to dig so hard to get that out of him because right. the social aspect is not there, just dumping his feelings out on people, right? So you got to dig harder on a C. You can probably sense it, but you're not going to like it. Like if you ask me, are you a good day or a bad day? Within a split second, I'm going to answer that question and you're going to know. And it's and always bad. Know, <laughs> and I'll tell Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people think that way, but, but if you ask them, I'm going to tell you yeah. it's the brutal honest of the D right. But um, with, with a C I've always noticed you got to really dig and, and sometimes they just, it's not the day to dump right it's like you got to let them come to you type of thing so um yeah mm-hmm. man every personality just has this um uh, this equation that you know it's not an exact science but there's definitely things that can help you get there a lot quicker which is what we're talking about well and you know you said something a minute ago that i am gonna try to like keep hold of right and think about it a lot because I've never really heard it talked about this way but you said something a second ago this this high this high eye on your team can spend all day talking to one person about one story and they leave the work feeling satisfied right feeling like and, they accomplished something yeah. yeah and I think that that is so important right because like like in my world of like helping people set up KPIs and looking for the blind spots and stuff like this people struggle with this idea of the fact that like I am wired so differently than, than Al is right. You know, we're polar opposites on this range. Right. So the things that I love to do are going to be things that are going to be a struggle for him. Right. In some, in some instances and vice versa. But like what happens is you can tell yourself anything, man, you know what? Today was a good day. Okay. Based upon what? Yeah. You know, like how do you know? Just, you know, and you can, that's a great, that's a great point. That is a great point because you're exactly right. You know, you could come to me and say, well, what makes it so good? And I'd be like, 
I don't know. It just felt good. It just was good. It just Everybody laughed at my jokes today. Everybody <laughs> yeah, laughed at right. every joke I said. It's right. it's a it's a home run. I don't need anything else. Nobody yeah, bitch slapped me today, and I, <laughs> I feel great. Because because before you guys got on here, you know when it was just and John, we were talking talking about our day, and you know John said it's a great day. This happened. This happened. This happened. This happened, and it's like that, that's a C in a nutshell right there. He can up or down emotionally doesn't matter, but he's going to tell you every nuance of how it happened and, and bullet point and right. stacks. And okay, that okay that brings up a great point. So, for the audience, when you hear people using data to show their emotional IQ, right, right, yeah. or their emotional status, then you know they only man, they'll give it to you. Guys. They will, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They will give you all the information. You've just got to know what to be looking for when you have a conversation with somebody, right? And, yeah. and, and then you can begin to really dig into how far, because remember there's a box, how far in that corner is that individual, right? That's true. Because yeah. you, or on that day, right? On that day. Because I can guarantee you if all of us are out to dinner, we're having wine, we're drinking, we all suck towards the middle, right? Because we're comfortable. It's where we want to be. But sometimes when you go to work, it's not a comfortable day. You've got other things hanging back in, in, in your cortex here that you got to deal with. So as a salesperson, you could walk into the perfect storm, right? Bad day for somebody who will just crush you, right? On a phone call or an in-person meeting. And you got to be able to work through those hard equations like that, or you just wasted your time with that sales call or that sales conversation. So I had a call this week, actually, that, uh, that I was way off in my, in my assessment of what the other person was. They're, they're being super short and super succinct. And so I'm like, I'm like, okay, this person's a D and they're not really like eager to talk to me. Right. And so I know from all my conversation with Clint of like, cool. Okay. Like, like I know how to navigate this. So I'm going to push back just a little bit just to like ensure that they're, that, that they're not viewing me as a doormat. Right. Because Clint often talks about if he can run you over, he's going to right, And then he views that as weakness and then you lose all credibility. Right. So I'm talking to this person and they're, and they're super short and I, and I kind of cracked a joke and they're just like, yeah, I know. And I was like, man, you know, I kind of feel like you don't really even want to have this conversation. Are you having a bad day or is it just me? And they flipped so fast and they were like, God, you know what, man, I'm so sorry. Like it's just been a rough week and uh, man, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. I do want to talk to you. And they, and they flipped so quick. So sometimes these, these, these gut assumptions we make about people like in, in pretty rapid time sometimes, right? Sometimes you only got a couple of minutes before you have to get into the conversation and, you know, hopefully you've got some kind of like idea of where they are. Um, so, but, so, Quick question: What yeah. were they though at the end of the day? At the end of the conversation? Oh, they were they were squarely an IS, right? I okay. I was yeah. going to suggest that yeah, that bigger spectrum of a swing is usually because you know remember S's can be passive aggressive, right? So they can mm -hmm. be in that you know they just came out of something that they're really pissed off about. Yep. You know, somebody somebody drank all the half and half in the fridge, <laughs> and I and I'm not. I don't mean that to be little. I'm just simply saying it could happen to an eye too. You know, you open the fridge and you're like, damn it. Now I got to drink black coffee. Shit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know? And, and, and so they, they, they vacillate just in, in a bigger swing a lot of times. Well, and, and the thing about it is, is because a lot of us are so converse or I'm sorry, so conflict averse 
that they'll that they'll take those ten little things over the day and over the week, you know, and they're and they're just gradually building, gradually building like a pressure cooker. And then all of a sudden you open that fridge and the half and half is gone and it's just like you know, and they're and, and it, it had it, right? Like like they've hit their tolerance and then they blow up and it's not even about that thing. And so that can also make it kind of hard to pin them down in conversations when they get emotional because it's like like okay are you are you avoiding the conflict or is this like really like an emotional thing you know so you have to go i would say even not harder but you have to go deeper with a with an s of like trying to understand like hey like where are we really right now to, to make them okay but, but, you, go ahead. but you gotta be quite careful that you don't hurt their feelings in the process right because they're going through a real emotion right that, yeah. that a d probably wouldn't go through right they, they'd mow right past it like no half and half it's black coffee today you know yeah. slugging it down is this going to help me win yes okay great let's just make do yeah but, but John, in regards to your story mm -hmm. look how important it was that you continued and asked a question and then oh, also yeah. in the question you chose the right words so important two very important um, dynamics to that story is you went, you didn't just go, okay, well, we're having a bad day. I'm just going to close it down. You sure. thought yeah. about it, you decided to ask a question, and then you are cognitive of exactly what you need to say. That's so important. Our words are so important. Questions are huge. It's so important to always ask questions. And really, you know, I, I said that question thinking that they were a D, right? If I had known that they were an I, an, an I slash S or whatever, I probably would have gone a little bit softer. You know, but like, like I was thinking they were D because of the of the, the current situation, and so when I, when I was phrasing that, it was it was a bit of a challenge. You know, something that I would do to like Clint to like see, like do, do I even have his attention? Or not? See. You right. know, um, and so so whenever they flipped, I was I was astounded. You know, and I was I was honestly a little bit nervous that I was going to like blow them out of the water like like being too like direct. You know, but uh, thankfully they it, it didn't go that way you know we had a good conversation we got a follow-up call next week and stuff like this but uh you know you, you're going to be wrong sometimes and that's totally okay because the thing to remember is that people get busy right and it's really easy to get jaded as, as like salespeople of like man screw that guy like i'm never calling on that on that dude again and it's like you know people are allowed to have bad days you know um so I think that I think that that is an important thing that a lot of salespeople forget because you you walk in there with all of your experience, all the other calls that you've had that day, that week, that month, and if you're if you're not doing very well, you're not performing and not crushing or whatever, it's it's easy to bring all that baggage into this other conversation, you know. And sometimes it's not it's not warranted, it's undeserved, and you and you're hurting your chances. So. Yeah, and and don't forget too, guys, that there's always a secondary personality trait intermingled right so when you're dealing with a third uh, yeah. yeah it's not a third yeah there's there's some people that border the middle even right and mm -hmm. you're, that depends on emotion day situation atmosphere everything but yeah. you know like i used to work with a guy that was a ds i'm sorry an sd right so how do you how do you pick that guy apart on a phone call right because it took me six months and studying his personality when i had it printed out to figure that guy out and how to work with him it took me six, six months, you know, yeah. you're not, you're not going to hit a home run with that guy on the phone, but he's going to slide one way in business practices. And you should be able to pick that up with some of these little nuances mm -hmm. and these little phrases and stuff. So let me ask you, Clint, was he like the epitome of a, a passive aggressive? 
individual? Yeah, it was it was kind of like bulldog up front, pull back, you know, mm-hmm. the bark without the bite type of thing. Sure. And uh, so it, so it was hard because you know I. I, I recognize the D traits and I think, okay, this guy's going to do what he says he's going to do. And when he says he's, you know, I'm done messing with that. I'm going to get this done. I expected the result to happen soon. And then it would be like, well, I emailed that guy or I called that guy. And, you know, it just kind of rolled on to a new topic. And, and so, yeah, it was, it was tough to deal with. And, and, um, but after I learned everything about the personality side of it and got it straight in my own head, Hey, it was one of the best guys I've ever worked with. You know, yeah. you just had to play to the strengths, right? You know, the, so now so I, I have a, a follow-up question here. So, so if he was in his bulldog mode, what, 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 what did that conversation look like versus his, I'm, 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 I'm not feeling it. I'm, I'm, I'm back in this corner. So, so what I, what I learned to do with him is, is to basically call him out when he didn't follow through because it would drag the, the D out. Right. And that, and that's the world I live in. So it was comfortable for me. Right. Had it been Nan dealing with them, she would have probably drugged the S side. It's okay. Let's get through this together, that type of thing. So, you know, and either way probably would have been successful because he was very 50 split, which is kind of a weird, weird, weird personality, but. Um, for me, being on my team, it was like, hey, man, what happened to that thing you said yesterday? You said you were going to get that done. What happened? You kind of challenged that that bulldog mentality, and, they, and the bulldog comes back out. So he and steps up to the plate to kind of prove his worth on that side it, of the equation. Exactly. But you might have to be there to kind of support that D Push, from a yeah, D exactly. position. Yeah, you got to come in as the gun behind his little barking and, ground, and, right? And that's okay, right? That, oh, that, that absolutely. works. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, Nan, you're being awfully quiet today. Do you have any thoughts about this stuff or have you, have you had any situations like this week or recently that you were, you were off in your assessment of the person and needed to, to, to shift or something you come up against that needed? Oh, I'm intuitive, so I don't usually miss that. Um, the thing that I kept thinking, I had a big issue this week and my takeaway whenever they issue was over was that it's really important to step back don't point fingers don't don't feel attacked in this particular situation and just say well it's one of two it's one of three things let's kind of you know so i i just kind of laid everything out there knowing who i was dealing with and when you don't know so for instance this morning um, we're out and are working on a, redoing a clinic and this gentleman came in and he clearly was a C. I could tell the minute I started talking to him, I brought him back to... Because he was awesome? Yes, because he was very awesome. Very, very awesome. Yes, he was very detailed and he, you know, well, it was funny because um, I take back to where Al was working and Al kind of snapped at him. He said a couple things to, to, they said a couple things to each other and Al kind of snapped at him. And I was like, all right, well, let's go in here. I just wanted to get him away from Al because I could tell Al wasn't. <laughs> then she came, then she, 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 wait a second. Wait a second. She comes back and yells at me because I was mean to a vendor. I was just <laughs> like. Okay, so 
I was the one that was talking, so excuse me. I, I, I apologize that you feel like you needed to interrupt. But anyway, so I go out into the room with this guy. This guy was, it blew me away the way he did. He was just really, he was a super strong C, and he just handled it, everything so professionally. I was like, wow, that was really good. So um, I, and he wasn't very talkative at all. He was just kind of focused on what he, his mission and I'm going to get it done. And that's all I cared about. Okay. And so right before he leaves, um, we didn't really talk that much. I was just like, just, it was very minimal conversation. Okay. Mm-hmm. We leave, he's leaving and he goes, can I tell you something? He goes, I don't know if I've ever met anyone as nice as you. You are. And I was like, <laughs> well, that I was because I had been a dick to him. Right. Yeah, that's his, like, his leaving. That's, mess. We haven't even, Alan and I haven't even talked about this, but I thought he was probably like, crap, that guy back there was just a jerk. <laughs> and you know, he was probably like uneasy. So the, my point to all of this is, you never know who you're talking to. Initially, you're just kind of have, you kind of just have to step back, listen, you know, like Clint said, you really just have to listen and, and ultimately don't be an ass. I mean, excuse my language, but you know, it's just, I mean, I'm not pointing my finger at you, Al. I'm just saying. It felt that way. I (laughs) I think it's really important to give people a moment, listen to them. Then when you have, when you surmise, you're like, okay, I know what this person's like. Then, then realize how to handle the situation. Choose your words. Know when to ask the question. And but attacking people, or or saying, you can so easily say the wrong thing. So really be cognitive of, of what you're going to say, when you're going to say it. I, I think it's really important because you're going to leave an impression with people. You're going to, are you moving on? Are you going to get to have another talk with them? Are you going to be working with them? Whatever, on whichever area, you know, yeah. be really smart. And when this issue that I had in what, with one of my clients, you know, if I would have not learned over time how to handle a negative situation, I could have completely blown up the account by going, what? You know, just like in a panic. Instead, you step back and you be calm and you choose when is the right time to ask the question. What are the words you're going to use? I, I, I know I, I'm repeating myself, but excuse the redundancy, but I think it's so very important in dealing with people. So Al, so so let's so let's look at this a little bit right why'd you yell at the guy were you having a bad day well no i went to speak to him he had just come back in and they i was in the very back and they i guess i said something to him and he ignored what i said or just kind of looked past me and so i brought it to his attention that (laughs) this is what i wanted right and dr daniel he did that because he was so focused on his mission. And I understand that that's, there's a, okay, that's, I'm glad you said that because that's a very good point. So when you're a C, that doesn't, and you're very focused, I'm, I'm not picking on C's, I promise. I'm just using the example that has been given. When you're a C, be really careful with who you're dealing with because if you're dealing with, he was dealing with the D part of Al, right? So, when you're a C and you're dealing with a D, you you don't ignore him. You need to give him respect. But he didn't know that. So, you know, he's not a – he's – anyway, I don't want to pick on the guy. But uh, he, well, but he, but he knows now. 
Yeah, yeah. he did. Well, but wait a second. He had Nanette to kind of coddle his little hurt <laughs> ego. If that, but I don't think it hurt the guy's ego. I really don't. I think the okay. guy was just I don't like. I not know if he knew, to be absolutely honest. But. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think he like, could just. He, he probably doesn't addressed, have He addressed me, and then he went out with Nan, and Nan became the hero of the day, which was perfectly fine. I was glad for it. I mean, right. I wasn't trying to be his best friend. I just want a job done, and it's flooring, you know. I'm like, you know. And can I speak to that, what you just said, Al? I, I think, now, I don't think this pertains very much to Clint, but maybe, potentially. Um, I think that what you said, I think, teaming up with someone in sales is really advantageous. I think it's really good to have two different personalities. So when you're dealing with someone that's maybe not someone that you're going to feel real symbiotic with, then you can, you can use the other person, not use, but you can, you know, I think a team is really good. I've, I've heard Clint say things that, because he does work with the team. He's the leader of the team, but he works with the team. Yeah. And I think that's very advantageous to, if ever you can have, another person or other people with you, I think that is such a good way to cause more of a symbiotic relationship with everybody. Yeah. Most, yeah. most people don't want to be in that team environment because they get rewarded in sales off the individual achievement. Right. So, so it's, it's yeah. very tough for anybody to want to bring somebody else in. And, and I think I learned uh, by learning personality traits that I could be more successful if I brought my team to success or, or the team that I'm part of selling in, hey, maybe I didn't make the sale, but my team did. Therefore, our company grows. We make more money. I get more incentive. And it was all because I didn't match with the customer, but this other guy that I knew would, you know, I had to, I, but, you know, for a D to give that up and to say that I'm, I'm not the right fit, it was, it was tough. But that's through self-awareness and learning my own personality traits and my own weaknesses. And that, that was always my biggest one, right? But the moment that I figured that out to be able to bring in other personalities and, and maybe you had 90% of the sale, but when it's time to make somebody feel comfortable, I bring in a John or an Ann or, or an Al to that conversation to say, hey, look, man, this is the team that you're rocking and rolling with, right? So, so it's not just going to be me. Maybe you like me, maybe you don't, but together we'll figure this out. And that's so, a big revelation. Uh, that's, that's huge about life anyway. That's I, I'm here to say that if you are struggling, if you're not as successful as you want to be, it is more than likely attached to your own level of self-awareness in all 100%. these situations that we talk with, right? You're getting 100%. shut down, not because you can't do it. It's because you're not aware enough to slide into those positions that make you so much more successful, so much more profitable. And, and when, and Clint just hit it, like, and it's when you hit these barriers, everybody's amazing on the easy, simple ones, right? <laughs> yeah. But the ones that are more complicated and more involved are usually bigger fish, more detailed, more complex sales projects that require sometimes for you to think outside the box, go get some help, Consult with other people in and around your staff so that you get that awareness of where you may be sticking or not slide, you know, where it's not going the way you need it to go. I mean, anybody can sell a bottle of water to a thirsty guy in the desert, right? Everybody can do that, no matter what the personality is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, how do you sell a bottle of water to the guy that's got 600 bottles of water in his cabinet? 
Like th that's a little bit tougher sell, right? And and personalities start to play in and why do I need this and what are you gonna do for me and why would or, I buy this from you versus him and I could go buy it myself and you know Or better yet when you're in a competitive market with a lot of other good sales yeah. people, right? Because exactly. I can tell you in healthcare sales there's some pretty sharp individuals. These guys come in with as much awareness as Nan and I have with great personalities. They, they look good. They, they, they know how to wine and dine. They, they know every aspect of the job and they're great at it. And they're good for, I mean, they're people we like to hang out with, but they are my competitors. And when it comes down to it, it's about them being at least as good as they are and then outworking them. Right. So if you're in that arena, that's a little different equation, right? Because you've gotten there and then it's just, wow, I lost that account because I didn't work it hard enough, right? Or my back was turned, not because I wasn't good enough. So people out there listening, you know, there is, there's a dual um, component here. One is your abilities and then your work ethic, you know, behind that, right? Yeah. Grinding it out. Yeah. There's, there, um, you know, there's so many techniques in sales, but like uh, it doesn't matter at all. You can know all the techniques, but if your mindset is not aligned with like the actual purpose and the intention of those techniques, then what happens is it, is it, is it's all for nothing, right? So like Clint and I don't have just like tons of empathy for people just like off the cuff. Like we, we have to go find that stuff, right? And so what happens is like some of the things that we would say normally that are, that are good questions and challenging questions and stuff like this come across sarcastic or passive aggressive and stuff like this. And so like there was a lot of things that I have learned and picked up and, you know, learned from coaches and learned from you guys and stuff. I'm like, I can't say that. Well, the only reason I'm saying that I can't say that is because I'm saying that I can't say that, right? There's a way to get that point across. It might not be in that verbiage specifically. It might have a different tone or a different pacing to it, but you like actually have to believe that this stuff works, right? And so Glenn and I really have to like, okay, like these are humans. Humans have rights and they, they have concerns, they have fears and everything else like that. So, let, so let's go figure that stuff out. Whereas like Nanette and Al, some of the techniques are too, too conflict, like riddled, you know, like, like Al, have you already made a decision that I'm, that we're, ne that we're never going to be able to work together? How'd you make that decision? Right. Some of that stuff no. is, really, is really, really uncomfortable for like I's and S's because there's conflict in you might not be liked at the end of it. Right. So we've all have our own struggles with this stuff, but the mindset has got to be there before you try to do any of the techniques. So I, I will say that I would I would guess, and total guess here, but 75% of the sales out there made is from an IS to a CD. I would say it's it's a huge majority. Right? How do you say that? The salesperson IS, and you're selling to a DC personality. Because you're going to find that in your operation side of things, you've got a lot of Cs out there, right? That's true. Particularly yeah. when you start talking about IT projects. And when yep. you start talking about, you know, materials managers and people that are out there running inventory supplies. So if you're in trucking and, and just different shipping and receiving kind of scenarios, if you're going in the back door to do your sales pitch, you're talking to a C, right? Because they're about inventory control. They're about, do I need any more of this? I've even had, I've had people at hospitals go, I got 15 of them. I don't need that, right? And now they're yeah. some of my best friends, you know, people that I'm Facebook friends with, they run hospitals, they run the back end, or I'm in the C-suite up there because we're talking price because the, 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 the C let me in the door, but I got to go ask the D to put it on the shelf. Right. Yeah. And, and so I see a lot of that, definitely a lot yeah. of that. That's really yeah, interesting. And, and I, 
I was going to, I was going to call BS on that, on that statement, Clint, but like, I think it's true, right? Like, like yeah, I, so, I definitely and, a, and I, I bring that up for a reason because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, and you touched on it, John, it's like I's and S's just in their daily phrasing of the way they talk, you open up the door for so much doubt, right? In, in our, in the DC mindset of, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm, I have the data that says that you're, what you're saying as fact is wrong. Like you, you know, you just, so, so why I say that is because if, if that's the majority of the cell and most of the salespeople out there are in the IS category, you, you need to learn the opposite side of the fence of the personality, because I'm telling you right now, I do it on a daily basis as a buyer. When I get these phone calls, these cold calls, and they start talking to me about, well, let me tell you about the best software on the planet. It's like, dude, that's a very one-sided opinion and I've already shut you down. And you didn't have to say that. You didn't have to say that at all, but because you're an IS and you believe in your product and you believe in the, you know, you the greatness of everything that you're in. Yeah. You can't help yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you would just left that phrase out, right. That conversation with me would have went completely different. Whereas it's like, Hey, I've got a software here. I'd like to see how many holes you could blow in it. I want to see how, how, how bad you can blow it up. Clint, and you, bring totally up, you bring up a good point because I know eyes that have hopped. I, I, I read, you know, you get yeah. on Facebook and, Every and they've worked, work for, they the worked for 10 companies, right? In the yeah. last five years, right? Which is Correct. two a year. And, and they're still selling. And what they do is whenever they go to corporate training, they get that cup of yeah. Kool-Aid and they go, Absolutely. you know, <laughs> and, and it, and then they just vomit it right back that they, this, in, in, yeah. in last year, they were saying the same thing about somebody else's product, right? Yep. And I, I've seen that and you nail that in the sense yeah. that they just go in and they're, they're so excited about what they do. And you know, it's funny because I call people out on all the time because it happens in construction as much as any industry, right? Especially on the vendor side where, you know, one, one guy selling this, this brand of air conditioner, this guy selling the other, and then they, they, they might swap. This guy quits, he hires on, and then that guy goes, takes his place. And it's funny because <laughs> I, I will, I will answer the phone call. I'll see that number and I'll answer it and say, Hey, uh, let me guess you're selling the best equipment today. And they'll laugh, you know, like, <laughs> hey, you, you pegged me, you know, but it's like, all right, I, look, I know both sides of it. You both suck and you're both great. You know, yeah. you know you're down you so, so, but um, yeah, I, I, I think we need to focus on that opposite side uh, because I, I rarely sell to my own personality, hardly ever. Um, mm -hmm. And I would guess that most of you are probably in that category as well. I mean, it's just, it's a weird way that it works out, but I, I sell to John the most. I don't ever sell probably ever to a Nan. I sell to me or, or um, John. Um, but it's mostly John and every once in a while I get a doc, you know, a doc personality in there. And those are the, to be honest with you, those are my favorites because, uh, we have the most fun doing it, <laughs> you know, but, so, um, but, the C, but the C's for me are the easiest because it's just, Hey, I want the facts. This is the facts. Okay, here you go. And you tell me everything that you want. And so I give you everything that you need. So I'm curious well, yeah, though, yeah. hold on, hold on real quick. Yeah, sure. I, I, so, yeah. Clint, do you feel this way because of like how self-aware you are? Because I have talked yeah, to lots I, of these I, who don't want any of the details at all. 
Yeah, it was it was miserable at first, but like I said, self awareness and, and education of what we're talking about right now is is hugely important because I, I can be on the phone with a, a you know an engineer that doesn't want to leave his cubicle, right? And he's the buyer or he's the one making this decision, and he will tell me, look, I, I don't want to hear it. I just want your number, and it's like, okay, well, what number do I have to be at for you to buy it? And I'll and I'll try to get you there. Well, I need you to be at this number. Done. Hang up. Go get the number or don't and come back. Like that's the easiest sell for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, there's no bullshit. There's no red tape. It's just, here's the facts and I meet the facts or I don't. And you know, what's, what's crazy to me is so, so I got an RFP this week from, uh, from the company that does all the data plotting for the bus routes. Like they've been around for forever, family owned business, and they're going to do a CRM change. Right. And so they send out this RFP and I don't really get a lot of RFPs. What's an RFP? Request an for RFP? proposal. Oh, okay. Right. They're, they're, they're asking me to bid on their project. No, you're not stupid. No, I got that now. No, Um, no, the acronym. And so, so this thing is like, it's a, it's a good RFP, you know, like, like you can tell this is not their first time. It's not like, Hey, we want to CRM submit your bids. Like, like there's like timelines, there's, uh, there's capabilities, there's, there's, there's all of this stuff. And so I know that I still have a thousand questions, right. But I know because of how legit this RFP feels, that my biggest concern is that they're going to want someone who's more established, more skins on the wall, a bigger team and all of these things, because like, this is like a seven page RFP, you know? And so I, I shoot an email because I'm like, uh, let's see how this goes because I want to have a conversation. Right. But like in that, in that email, the very first thing I said, like, you know, thanks for like thinking of me. Um, I have no idea how I landed on your radar. Um, you know, my biggest concern is that you're going to want someone who's like really well established and a big team and a lot of support. And while, I think we can do everything that's on here. I might not even be in the running, you know. Additionally, I have some questions. Could we could we hop on a call next week so that way we can work through them? Because I don't even want to waste your time if I'm not the right fit. And the guy answered, "Hey, I like small business. You know, you don't have to be huge. I just need to know that you can do it." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." So not fact driven at all. Very much gut driven. And and he was like, "We can absolutely have a call next week." So I'm like. You know, now, now I get to have a phone call and work my program from there, but it was one of those things to where, you know, I made an assumption that would have stopped me if I had not just gone and asked the question, sure. you know? Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's hugely important because I'm, I'm the opposite way because I get these RFQs every single day. I get 50 or 60 of them in an email every morning and I got to go through them and, and throw out the ones that I like, don't like, and do they even warrant a call back? And, and I'm in the exact opposite conversation hey i think we're a little too big I, this project's pretty small why would you use us you know you're trying to pinch pennies here you know and so it's it's very interesting that uh same different worlds opposite approach but yeah i mean well and i get i get i get some that's like why is this guy calling me i sent you the the documentation i sent you the invite on the computer why are you calling me yeah. and it's like oh because he's a corner c right and he's going to live in his computer world and he wants everything brought to him in paper trail and facts and spreadsheets, mm-hmm. but he's let me know that. So if I want the job, that's what I deal with. Absolutely. Right. And, and this is really important because, you know, there's like a lot of people who are like, don't do RFPs and don't do RFQs and like, like you're too good for all that stuff. Like you can, you, you can win any number of different ways, right? You just have to put yourself in the most consistent position possible to do that. Right. And, to be honest, whenever I got this RFQ, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what do I want to do with this? You know, like, do I even want to deal with it? Because like, I'm thinking like a C and I'm like, you know what, if I send out an RFQ, it's because I don't want to have any conversations. 
right? Like, like, like there, there's a reason why I've gone through the work of putting out all of this, all these details together, all this information into this nicely formatted thing and sending it over to you because like, I don't want to be sold something that I don't think I need. So send in your stuff and then I will look at it and then we'll have a conversation. So like, I'm thinking that way, right? And it almost was like, I almost just like deleted the email without taking any action at all because I'm like, ah, this guy's not going to want to like have a conversation after doing, after doing all this work, but I tried anyway. And now we get to have a call next week. So the way that you're wired is sometimes going to like show up in how you're thinking about how you're going to approach these things. And, you know, for, for like at least C's and probably S's as well, being more on the fact driven side, we're, we're so in our heads constantly that we can, you know, get really like wrapped up about, well, this is what I would do. So, so this is, this is the way that everybody's going to do it. And it's, it's defaulted towards like a non, for, at least for me, it's, it's, it defaults to like not involving other people, right? It's like, let's capture data. So, yeah. But. Yeah. And you know, I received, I received one last week, same, same kind of scenario where I, I picked up the phone and made the phone call and said, Hey, you know, just looking at this project, just letting you know, we are interested just that kind of follow up the email phone call. And the guy was like, ah, Hey, but why I got you on the phone? Don't worry about that stupid program that we send those invites through. That's just the, you know, that's our data work, data people pushing that to you. That's the way we do it. But you can just send me an email with your proposal. But in the instructions in the RFQ is 500 documents that I have to fill out. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't make that phone call, this guy might not even see your proposal that's the decision maker. So it's just like, and that's kind of off topic, but, it, but you know, instantly I know this guy's an I. Instantly I know this guy is, you know, just kind of a cool shit guy that I can, that I can pick up the phone and just talk to and have the yeah. conversations with. It makes the sale process so much easier. But without that phone call and without – knowledge of what he is or what I am that, that, you know, you're, you're shooting, shooting, you know, shotgun pellets at the air. It's like, maybe I get this, maybe I don't. Cause I'm following the instructions from a guy that doesn't even make the decision. So yep. yeah, that's an interesting world. Man. Let, let me check my phone. Yep. No RFPs, no RFPs, <laughs> whatever the hell those things are. They don't exist. <laughs> you know, I uh, wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yep. Yeah, yeah it, I, I don't get many of them. Um, so like, it's like I was surprised to get one that was this well because because normally it's like a it's like a small, hey, we need help. Like like how do we do this thing? Right? Okay, cool. Let's have a conversation. See if I can help you and all of this stuff. Um, but like this was like this was like legit i think this guy has done this a couple of times and any he, he said he was he was new with the company so i'm curious to see where he's been before and i haven't done all my research on him yet but um yeah there's you know we're we're wired to think certain things right and when it can take you down paths that aren't that aren't aren't are not going to be helpful so follow the process as opposed to like just doing how you feel about it at the moment it's kind of my takeaway from that well we are at time guys we're we're at 45 now and this has been Solid, solid up, up. I would say. Uh, let's go around real quick. Clint, do you have any other thoughts about anything we talked about today? Any, any, any points you want to drive home? I, uh, I mean, you guys know my two cents, but I, you know, just, just how important it is, and I will beat this into everybody's head that I can. Learn who, what disc or whatever personality assessment you take. Learn you first. Get it down to where you have no questions, no doubt, and then by doing that you'll start to feel confidence in studying other people and pushing pushing that agenda right um so yeah just figure yourself out first and, and don't be scared of it it's 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 who you are it's not wrong it's not right it's just who you are absolutely dude that's awesome Good. al yeah. 
Um, choose your words carefully. And when I say that, the words you use will either move that emotional needle in a business sense with the person that you're speaking to, and you'll get their engagement because of that emotional needle moving, or you won't. And if you're failing at that, if people seem to be disengaged, it may be just the words that you're using. Nothing else wrong with your you know, acumen, what you know about your product, or your ability to walk through that door and have the conversation. But maybe the choice of words is just not fitting the ears of the person that you're speaking to. Absolutely. Nanette, do you have anything? Mine's not that much different, but, you know, think before you speak. Absolutely. Think of what you're going to say and when you're going to say it. It's, I mean, I'm learning. Believe me, I don't know if anyone completely accomplishes that, but it's vital in life. Yeah, for me, I mean, you guys all hit like really amazing points. Like I love Clint's point about it's not good, it's not bad, you just got to figure it out. I love Al's point about like choosing the words very carefully because as a C, I think that I run the risk of running off the most people with having all the data and all the details and all the information I want to share with you and just let me fix your problem and all of these things, right? So, and, and maybe we all feel this way, um, but, you know, slowing down because, you know, I've seen Al's eyes glaze over. Of just like, uh, this is too much, right? And then now I know that for what it is, but like back before all of this stuff and I worked for Al and I would be go going into detail and he's just kind of like, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? Can we move on? Um, it, it would be endlessly frustrating, but I love, I love Clint's idea, right? Start with yourself because like once you know yourself and you know exactly where you are, you know all the things that you aren't. So that way you can look for those things that you, that you are not in other people that you're talking to. So process of elimination, I think is really important there. Um, Dude, guys, this was awesome. I like I I was not well, sure before, how much we would get out of this, but I got a lot. So before we leave, yeah, when when John goes into that, I'm like, one second. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's very fair. Okay, right? go ahead. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, yeah. Hit me with it. So, uh, guys, if you know anybody else in sales who is struggling, if they're not hitting their goals, if they're if they're looking to get into sales because of COVID or you know career change or something else like this, please share this with them. Uh, we, we put a lot of work into this and we, we honestly feel like there's a ton of value here. Um, so share this with somebody else, uh, make it a talking point, right? Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. If you are listening, uh, thanks for your uh, patience as we're figuring out some of the, the, the quality issues on the audio. Um, but share this with somebody else, leave us a review. We read every one of them and they're hugely important to us and go out and kill your weeks and we'll see everybody really soon. Cheers.